Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, a show that shares stories to help you become an educated sports card investor and maximize those gains. I am so excited to be back again. A new episode, uh, new topics. I had so much fun recording the last episode, getting people to listen to Stacking Slabs for the first time and getting that feedback. Definitely keep it coming. A few housekeeping items before we jump into today's topic. And today's topic is talking specifically about a sports card investment that I like. It is not going to be go pick up the Luca Silver right now. It's not going to be go get the Topps Giannis rookie right now. It's not going to be that stuff. That's what's already out there. That's what everyone's talking about, which is fine. But what we're doing right here is we are going to provide some ideas thoughts, and investment strategies on players and cards that might be a little left of center, right? When everyone's going right on something, these are some ideas on going left. Um, but let's get started with some housekeeping. So Twitter, definitely go check us out at on Twitter, at Stacking Slabs on Twitter. Great place to reach me, immediate feedback. Let's start a conversation there. You can like our Facebook page. We're going to be doing more um, with Facebook here in the near future at Stacking Slabs on Facebook. Same thing on Instagram. I'm going to post all of the cards that I'm talking about in these episodes on our Instagram account. So go check it out and let's uh, start a conversation there. Finally, subscribe to Stacking Slabs. If this is helpful, if this is a resource that you want to listen to moving forward, The best thing you can do is hit that subscribe button, and if you like it, give us that five stars and hit give us a review. That's so important as we're just getting going and building this thing out. Okay, I am sitting here recording in my podcasting converted studio, which also serves as my wrestling room with all of my wrestling memorabilia and is also my card room, so I've got slabs and cards and boxes everywhere. It's kind of my man cave, but it's upstairs. Um, My wife doesn't really enter it too often. That's okay, but it's kind of my little zone. So I figured let's record some episodes here. It is a um, decent day here in Indianapolis. Um, It's good that it's not raining, especially since we're all cooped up inside. It's nice to get out um, and get walking a little bit and fired up for um, the last dance that is going to be coming on again and man that is just some captivating television being someone who lived through the Michael Jordan era um, I've been having so many conversations just as the first few episodes have launched with my friends and you know I am about 35 years old and it really comes down to us we knew the last dance what it was going on and everything and how good the Bulls were and how there were some changes but we didn't really understand the political dynamics that went into that bull situation. So watching these episodes is just super fascinating, especially in a time like this where we do not have any pro sports. But we also have sports cards, and it seems like we've got some new releases recently. I know Mosaic has hit some Walmarts. I will not be out there trying to be the first to market to grab the Mosaics. I am choosing to stay home. I don't want to get in that mix. If you do, be safe out there make sure you wear your mask and uh, keep your social distancing but if you did land some of those super cool i'd love to see some pictures of any of the cool polls now last episode we really covered some of the basics principles of 
building a strategy and communicating with the market when it comes to sports card investing. This episode, I want to talk specifically about a player and cards that I like that not a lot of other people in the market are currently talking about. So this is kind of like the the buzz episode. And again, like you take the advice here at, at your own risk, right? It's just like with anything, nothing is a for sure thing. I am just making these picks and providing this commentary to the audience because I've done the homework. And I think based on my hours of research, my knowledge of the sport and the market, I think these are pretty good opportunities to um, invest. So the first player that I want to talk about in this episode that I'm super excited to be talking with you all about uh, comes from the Detroit Pistons and is a rookie uh, Seku Demboye. So Seku is super interesting to me. You've got this buzz that are is happening around basketball cards like no other before. I mean the prices at retail, the prices in hobby is just insane right now. Um, it's really hard to justify, but I know you've got you know Zion, you've got Ja, you've got Barrett, you've got Kobe White emerging, you've got Rui, you've got it's just a stacked rookie class right now and I'm trying to debate in my head is it stacked because of just the hype of Zion or is it are all of these guys legitimately going to be the future of the NBA it could go either way and it probably will we'll see some guys stand out and some guys kind of uh take a step back but it's super fun right now because there's a ton of speculation on which of these guys are going to come out and be players that are going to be all-stars in this league that we're going to invest in for the foreseeable future. So I want to talk about Seku because Seku is on paper super interesting and super fascinating as a person and player. And then I guess from a hobby perspective, there's a lot I like about him. And so I'm going to break it down. First of all, if you're not familiar, Seku was drafted first round. I think it was 15 overall. I did not look that up beforehand, but think he was about 15 overall to the Pistons. And he is played in France. He's the youngest player in the NBA. Um, he's raw. He, he's got a lot of athleticism. His game is very, very interesting. Long wingspan, super athletic. Um, he looks the part, right? So he's getting lost in the shuffle a little bit with all of these other rookies that are so premier right now, and there's a lot of hype behind now, Seku, you know, originally didn't get a ton of minutes because you got Blake Griffin, he's sitting behind him and he's learning and young. But then Seku started to play a little bit and then I began to do my research and that's where I learned a lot about Seku. So in my evaluation of talent and investment, I really put everything into four buckets. And these four buckets are kind of the areas that I use in order to evaluate and make decisions. And the four buckets are skill, skill of the player that I am looking at, their situation or their current team, roster, construct, and makeup in areas for minutes and opportunities. Moments, um, have they done anything that stands out? Have they done anything that's going to go viral on uh, Twitter or TikTok or whatever? Um, are there those moments in their game recently that can lead to hype? And then finally is intangible factors. So I look at skill, situation, moments, and intangible factors when I'm making decisions on investing or not. So let's think about uh, Seku from a skill perspective, okay? I did mention he's raw. He's the youngest player in the NBA. He's got a 
foot, 11 wingspan. And really, from my perspective, I am that nerd who's watched his G League film and watched his minutes um, on League Pass while he's played. He can shoot, he can slash, he can defend, and he can rebound. He started to play late, right? So I think he was 12 years old when he picked up the game. Um, He's got a lot of fundamental things that he's still working on and needs to pick up, but he's got a very, very high upside. And I hate to forecast, um, you know, such young and raw talent with such premier talent, but it's hard not to look at the comps between Giannis and Pascal and what's possible with Seku. I'm not saying that Seku is the next Giannis or Pascal um, Siakam, but there are things I really, really like about his skill set, the way he moves on the court, the opportunity he's going to have to really make an impact. So that's from a skill perspective. I really rate him off the charts and I love his high ceiling because I think he's going to continue to grow. He might not grow at the same clip as a Pascal Siakam or a Giannis, but man, there's a lot of room to elevate. And whenever you can elevate your skill set, there's opportunity to elevate your investment price. So that's what I really like about him. Now, from a situation perspective, he was drafted, I believe, 15th overall on a team that was a complete disappointment this year. The Detroit Pistons need a absolute rebuild, and they are going into whatever's happening next, whether it's the end of this season or next season, with an open slate on a rebuild, which gives a guy like Seku an opportunity to grab full-time minutes while developing his fundamentals. I think, you know, Blake Griffin's season-ending injury carved out more minutes for uh, Seku, and he's given me a lot of reason to like him from an investment perspective. So Detroit's not going to the championship anytime soon. Every A lot of things are up in the air. They need to rebuild that roster, and they need to do it around providing minutes to a guy who can shoot, slash, defend, and rebound, a guy who you just invested in, and it from a first-round draft perspective, a guy like Sekou Dimboye. So their skill, their situation, now moments. Okay, now on January 7th, Dimboye got the ball at the top of the key, and they were playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. He drove the lane, cocked the ball back, and absolutely destroyed Tristan Thompson. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. Just get on YouTube, get on Google, just type in... Seku poster dunk and you'll find it. Seeing moments like that in restricted minutes on a rookie campaign really should give investors confidence. It's the, those moments matter and those hype moments are what the hobby really is all about. That gets the needle moving. That gets the conversation going. That gets the narrative rolling around about a guy like Seku. In limited minutes right away, he, guy's young. He's making plays like that. That again is another box that I like to check on why I want to invest in this guy's cards. Final bullet, intangible factors. So from all the research I've gathered, and it's a lot, I'll get into at some point all the angles of research and the depth that I go around to build my case to make these decisions. I'll go into detail on what that looks like in the system I have in a later episode. It involves several podcasts, local media reports, Twitter, beat writers, you name it. The one thing that I've understood from Sekou Dimboye is he is a learner, okay? He understands his limitations in development and that he is leaning on his teammates to get better. That type of mindset should excite investors because he's already becoming a favorite of his teammates. Um, They really like him. He displays those raw talent and um, those immeasurables. And he's always trying to 
get better and work hard in practice. This is what the local Detroit media is talking about, Seiku. I've talked one-to-one, and this is another tactic that really works. Go find the investment case that you're looking for. Go find their fan base and talk to them. Yes, it will be a little cited, but they will tell you and they'll give you the honest truth. And those go to their fans. The fan, going to the fans is an easy way. Every Pistons fan I've gone to to talk about Seku, everyone is glowing. Okay, so that glowing response and the potential really brings hope. So it just is another reason that I like Seku. Skill off the charts, through the roof potential situation. He's gonna get minutes, moments. Yanked one right all over Tristan Thompson's face. Intangible factors. He's a learner. Love all those reasons and why I have gone nuts on Seku. I can't stop because his price is so nice right now. So I think I have, I'm at about 10 prisms, PSA, 10s. I've just started buying nines. I've got silvers. I'm getting an orange ice in the mail, all graded, because I think right now it's one of those situations where. At most, I'm going to lose 20, 40 bucks on his price, I think. At at maximum gains, I think there's hundreds and thousands of dollars that I can gain based on what I just described. So I think you can get his prism right now at around 50, PSA 10, silver's around 140. That has jumped, okay? That has jumped over the last month. I got in on his prism at 40, his silver at 120, PSA 10s. So it looks like there might be some people that might be on to the potential of Seku that are investing in now or just bored at home during COVID and looking for um, a new project like I am. But it looks like Seku Demboye is going up a little bit. I also like uh, some of his uh, our rookie patch autos that are out there. There's a ton right now on eBay, Selects, Crown, Origin. There's going to be more when National Treasure finally hits. Good Lord, that's going to cost an arm and a leg, and I would love to land one of those RPAs of Seku after all of this energy I have put into investing in him. But yeah, go look at Seku. Give me your feedback. Tell me what you think. I, do that. Reach out to me on Twitter, at Stacking Slabs. Our next episode's coming up next week. I'm going to be talking about collecting versus flipping versus investing. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm having fun with this, and it's been great. Thanks so much for listening. Let me know what you think. Uh, Feel free, subscribe, rate, review. I'd love to hear more from you. Be safe and uh, keep investing out there and stack those slabs, baby. 